0: Have you struggled to get everything done? Have you looked for every trick to be more productive? How much do you really understand about how productivity really works? This is Crushing the Clock, a podcast where we explore the nature of productivity so you can actually get back your time and energy, making a difference in both your personal and professional lives. We all struggle to be able to try to get everything done. And we've talked about a lot of different strategies and different things that you could be able to try. One of the things we haven't really talked much about yet is automation. And with the constant demand of time in a fast paced world, automation has taken the stage in a variety of ways from marketing to management support and even more, human intervention was less needed and technology became essential. And so the businesses around the world have delved more into implementing automation, especially when industries shift to virtual setups, like in 2020, when half the world went to work from home. And automation is a lot of times referred to or thought of in the sense of like computers and different things like that, how you can be able to automate different processes with computers. But there's actually even ways that you can be able to set up automations in other ways that are not digital. And so we'll see if we can be able to touch on that in this conversation today as well. Well, Samantha Porter Fox has joined us today for this conversation about automation. Her whirlwind journey began as a professional organizer in 1997. After about 10 years she started to help clients organize their digital files and go paperless. From there she went to marketing and started a web business design after college. And then she eventually turned a little bit more and she joined Chris Davis's automation program and so now, She talks about automation, and she's going to share some things that she has learned. Specifically, she's going to talk about some mistakes that people make when they're getting started in the automation process, then how they can be able to overcome those. And so we're also going to look at how we can be able to document the process, how you can be able to get started. And then we're going to look at a couple specific things that you might be able to automate in your own life as well but that all starts with identifying your specific needs. And we're gonna see if we can get you going without just spinning your wheels, but you're actually gonna be able to make traction in your life and in your business. So let's go ahead and jump into this conversation that I had with Samantha.
1: Well, I'm Samantha Pointer Fox with Samantha Pointer Enterprises, and I help businesses automate their marketing and sales systems. So that means I provide strategy around, you know, getting leads into your business, whether it's, you know, driving traffic, getting leads, capturing, nurturing, delivering, offering all of that All Encompass is what I help businesses do. Not only just doing the tech part of it, but actually coming up with the strategy, matching the right tools that you'll need and then building it out for you. So that's what I do in a nutshell. I got into this probably around... I say four, five years ago, I actually started off in my own business in 97 as a professional organizer. So Hmm. I went into people's homes and I mostly worked with hoarders and chronically disorganized. And after about 10 years of that, I've always been like tech savvy. So I started helping clients organize their digital files and their paper files, you know, getting them to go as paperless as possible. So not a lot of people in my area were doing that type of organizing. So that's kind of where I kind of got my niche in with that. Just helping people organize documents, clean up Google Drive, (laughs) OneDrive, all that And then from there, I got more into learning more about marketing. I had started, after I graduated college, I had started a web design business. So I was helping, you know, clients also, in addition to organizing, I was helping them build websites. And that's where I started getting more into marketing and, you know, How important it is to have a website and why you needed one because it really helped me in my organizing business to have a website when everybody else was still doing yellow pages and, (laughs) you know, and (laughs) offline. I was getting people searching for me online. So I've kind of pivoted over the last four or five years into marketing automation. I joined uh, Chris L. Davis, Automation Bridge, his mentorship some years ago, and now I'm in his automation service provider certification program. So now that's... Now I've niched down into just building marketing and sales systems for people and automating that for them. So that's kind of my whirlwind journey.
0: <laughs> well, excellent. Well it sounds like you've had a really good overview of all this. It's like like just constantly since 97, it sounds yeah. like you just kept narrowing down. I mean, it's it's all the same thing. You're all organizing.
1: Exactly.
0: It's like you just kept niching down into this specific area. And so I think that's going to help us a lot as we go into this conversation to be able to see how we can be able to implement some of the things that you've learned and that uh-huh. you've experienced as you work with <laughs> all these different people in their things. So we could probably branch out a little bit more than just the marketing pieces but right but, but i think that'll be a, a good thing we can learn a lot of principles from that and so i've had a little bit of experience with trying to work with some of those things and trying to integrate and all that i didn't i wasn't the one that set up the automations that and they started mm-hmm. integrating the different things but i got to play with it a little bit and i know that sometimes if you don't do it right you can break stuff
1: Oh yes. <laughs> so
0: so what are some of the mistakes that you've seen people make when they start getting into the automation process?
1: Well, one of the biggest mistakes is people immediately jump into the technology tool itself without any type of strategy whatsoever. So they may have seen a guru use it, they may have seen another business owner use it, you know, or it might have popped up in an ad, you know, in your Facebook. And it's like, oh, well, let me try that. And there's no strategy behind it. So you end up tinkering, wasting time, getting disgruntled with it when it probably would have been a great tool if you just had a strategy first of how you needed to use it, you know, how your end goal for using it. So a lot of people just jump into the technology first. And really, you should jump into just planning out on paper first, (laughs) getting Mm. your processes down, getting those steps down, documenting all that first before you jump into any technology because, you know, technology piece there's something for everything to automate anything out there so that that is not the most important focus business owners should have
0: yeah and like you said there's tools and tasks and apps and whatever mm-hmm. for everything and so for anything <laughs> so, so like you said it's a it'd be wise to get the strategy first how way, you know okay this is actually what I need right and then you can find the right tool or tools to be able to pair up, to be able to get the job done.
1: Exactly.
0: Yeah, that makes sense.
1: Exactly. And it's it's a lot easier to see problems beforehand when you're doing it on paper first or when you're mapping it out first than when you're already in the tool and have entered in a bunch of stuff and now got to take it out or you don't know where the breakdown is. Mm-hmm. It's a lot easier to work that out offline. <laughs> so
0: yeah and I've had something similar like along the same path it's like I, I was like oh I want to use this tool and I start using it like MailChimp or whatever and it's like okay mm-hmm. well let me try to integrate it with this and it's like oh well it doesn't integrate easily with this so it's like oh right and I see oh this one integrates so let me switch over so then you're like constantly moving back and forth trying to make things fit and you're Work. just kind of yeah and
1: <laughs> and you're spinning and, your wheels <laughs> and wasting yeah. time and not you know serving your clients or doing anything and a lot of business owners I run into aren't tech savvy. So they get overwhelmed with all of the options and with all of, you know, it's like, okay, I'm spending all this money, but I don't think I'm using it to its, you know, advantage. I don't think I'm using everything I need. Or you bought something thinking, well, I might use that some years down the road. And, you know, you just become a collector of all this software.
0: Yeah, and it almost seems like when someone gets in that position, they're, like, trying it, but they're not able to take full advantage of it. They don't see the benefits, so they're like, oh, well, forget it. It doesn't work, and so then they, right, and so then there's, like, now they're going back doing everything manually and all this Uh kind of stuff. And so, yeah, I can see that happen pretty easily. I've done that a couple times.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I think we all have. Especially when you, you know, Black Friday, you get these great software deals, you know? <laughs> it's like, oh, I want that, that, and that, you know?
0: Yeah, so, yeah. and then you just got to throw it to the side. It's like, eh, forget that. And then you find <laughs> out, oh, that was actually the greatest thing, but you just never learned how to use it. Exactly. Like, yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. So are there any other mistakes that you've noticed people making?
1: As a business owner, keeping everything in their head so they know how they do things. <laughs> But it's trapped in their head and it's not written down anywhere. So if you have employees or if you're trying to hire a VA, that might not go as smoothly because, again, now you have to take time getting it out of your head and teaching someone else how to do it when you should have that documented. And another thing with keeping everything in your head, you know, it's easy to blow things up as it might be super complicated, but it's not. It just grows in your head but when you actually write down stuff you can probably streamline a lot of things so I see a lot of that of people like well I know what I do every day I'm the owner you know but again it's Mm -hmm. all in their head so you can't really scale your business or grow past you if you're the only one who knows what's going on in your business that's another big mistake I see owners doing just not documenting their processes documenting what you do every day in each area of your business, whether it's serving your clients, whether it's the admin stuff, you know, just documenting.
0: Absolutely. And there's probably a lot of issues with not having a written SOP of some sort. Yeah. For stuff. (laughs) Yeah.
1: And it doesn't have to be fancy, just you know, just write down step by step what you're doing <laughs> or recording what you're doing and then having yeah. someone else transcribe that into a document. But if you got hit by a bus or something, all of that lies with you and then no one can come duplicate what's going on in your business. So it's mm-hmm. I think a lot of business owners learn during this pandemic how important it is <laughs> to get stuff down and you know to be ready to pivot when need be
0: yeah that's interesting you, you, this is a, a total deviation but you said there if you get hit by a bus i think it's interesting it's like that is the analogy if like something terrible happens it's always getting hit by a bus right it's not, it's not anything else so it's just be very careful when you're walking down right. the street that you can watch out for those the buses, buses. <laughs> oh anyway getting ourselves back on track so as someone's getting started to be able to do it in the right way so how can they be able to get started with something to be able to get a quick win so maybe obviously they can't just get oh let me automate everything so so how can they get started
1: Start small. Start with, you know, my mentor likes to say, start at the place closest to the money. <laughs> so okay, if it's a process that you do that is generating money and you're doing that manually, say you're a coach and you're manually booking people and you're manually reaching out, that would be a place to start documenting the steps like what do you send out to the people what kind of information do you need back from them documenting that whole process and then finding a tool that will automate that so that's one place they can start another place that's easy to automate is social media (laughs) You know, just getting content out there. So there's a plethora of social media dashboards you can use to start to automate that process. Even within, say, Facebook, you can start automating your posting with native Facebook. They have it where you can schedule stuff ahead of time. Mm. So if you want to quickly automate something automating your content, what you're posting out there, you know, to again, drive awareness to you, that would be a quick thing you could do like today (laughs) to get started. That's a good
0: point. I like that. I know that for a long time, Facebook and I don't know if Twitter allows it or not, but Twitter does. Yeah. They didn't allow that before to where you Mm -hmm. can schedule ahead of time. And so people were using things like Hootsuite and Buffer Mm -hmm. and stuff like that to be able to do that. But the Facebook and Twitter, LinkedIn, they didn't like that that you were using a third-party thing they want you to use their thing so i'm glad that they came along and did that yeah that makes a that allows you to be able to put all your tasks together so um batching that, that's what i was looking for that allows you to be able to batch all your stuff do all of that at once mm-hmm,
1: mm-hmm. yeah i think because they would penalize you using third-party tools they saw a lot of people want to save time and want even over the past year facebook's they're posting and video and all that that you can upload and schedule ahead of time it's really expanded they've actually moved it to a separate like part of their site to do all of that and they're constantly updating that so i'm like take advantage of that a lot of stuff you can do right from your phone you can schedule it in advance right from your phone and you know you can create content right from your phone and go ahead and schedule it out so yeah
0: I really like that option there. So talking about that. But then also you mentioned there about like for coaches and try to schedule with other people like we did when we scheduled, we initially made the contact and then I'm like, hey, here's my link. So all you have to do is just go in there, get the link, and then you can find what day and time works for you. And then it really simplifies the process. And I know one thing I need to work on a little bit more is like the follow up to that. Yes. Because it's set up in the system to where then it sends you an email saying, hey, here's the confirmation. Here's the time. In the place and things like that, and
1: mm-hmm. and then
0: there's another like a reminder thing. And so, I need to update those to where it's like, okay, you're getting the information that you need so that you can show up and you can know, okay, when I show up, I need to make sure to have this microphone and you have this and be mm-hmm. and all the technology things, and just be aware of this. And I need to be able to get that better because I'm having to come back afterwards manually. It's so, like, we schedule it automatically. Yeah. yeah. Follow up manually. <laughs> and so, yeah. And so sometimes things can fall through the cracks.
1: <laughs> Most like booking software now has integrations with email management software. So if you use MailChimp or active campaign or something like that, you can have it set where it sends information. Once something is booked and tells it, Hey, hey, this is booked. now send out these sets of emails at this, mm. you know, I know... I use uh, Calendly for my booking, right, so people can book time with me. And within their platform, I can set up a workflow where it sends out reminders with important information. Plus I have it pinging my active campaign database to send me emails of, hey, make sure you've read over their stuff and you know, so I'm prepared for our meeting. So those are the type of things people can automate that's a quick thing too sign up for uh booking like any type of calendar scheduler and you know sign up for email management. I know Google Gmail is they're doing more now where you can schedule Things in advance, and they have plugins where you can send automated emails later. You know, so maybe you're doing mm-hmm. canned responses and sending it out and scheduling it to go out at a later date. So if you are just using Gmail, there is that option. But those are things you can quickly get set up in, you know, a day, it's just signing up and putting in your copy or what have you.
0: Yeah, that's very cool.
1: When I was an organizer, one of the things I hated doing. And why I started down the automation path was playing phone tag with people. (laughs) You know, it was like they called me in the middle of the grocery store, in the middle of doing something. And I'm like, there's got to be a way for people to actually book at a convenient time where I'm sitting in front of my desk and can actually talk. So that that's kind of, you know, one of the things that got me thinking, like, yeah, you can automate this instead of, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, chasing people around. And it's something simple you can automate quickly.
0: Uh, yeah, that's really cool. That's really cool. Well, we've covered a lot of different things. So is there anything else that you think would be important for somebody to know or for someone to do? to be able to get into automation more and be able to actually take good advantage of it.
1: One major thing is to really sit down and think about your goal for your business, like how you're wanting to show up, what kind of experience you want to provide for your clients or customers, and then start to look at your current business and see, okay, what area is the most important for me to automate right now to put me on the path to reaching that goal. So once you do that and have the vision and the goal, that's where the strategy starts. That's where you put down on paper, okay, I want to be able to talk to potential customers, you know, twice a week. Well, what does that mean? Well, I'm going to need a way to actually collect their email address, and I'm going to need a way to send out relevant content to them. Just sit down and think about what your business needs, kind of put on blinders, don't look at every other business out there, because what works for one business may not necessarily work for yours, or you may not even need that, especially if you're looking at people who are further along than you and they got all this fancy stuff you might not need that at this point in your business so really just sit down think about your goals and what your business needs and don't get overwhelmed with all the technology out there because again something is being invented you know every second (laughs) so you're never going to be on top of that you know (laughs) so just think about what your business needs and what you need to get accomplished right now. How can I save myself time? How can I save my employees time? How can we be more efficient in this area? And what are the tools we need to get that done?
0: That's really cool. I really like that. And something that just came to my mind as far as not necessarily a, it's not an app or a tool or anything like that. It's more of a technique. But mm-hmm. but you talk about like like going back and forth. On self when it comes to scheduling stuff, but something came to my mind is there's a lot of times an email where someone will send an email saying hey and they ask a question mm-hmm. and then they just leave it at that and the other person they have to answer so they provide the answer and they're like oh okay based on that answer here's my next question and then one thing I heard that can help is to be able to frame it at the beginning saying hey. If da 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 da, then this. If not, da, da 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 da. So you're providing the options in one email. So then you have just like maybe once or twice back and forth as opposed to a string of 10.
1: Right, right. It's using conditional logic. And showing an answer based on what they said. And you can do that through like some of the email platforms, not necessarily in Gmail. If you just send it out through Gmail, a lot that could be helpful for that is having a FAQ on your website or having, again, canned responses. If you're getting the same type of question and back and forth all the time, having those canned responses set up. And then using something like a text expander so you can just hit a, you know, a couple of keys and it go ahead and puts it there mm-hmm. so you're not doing this over and over again is quite helpful. That's why it's so important to document, document not only your processes, but the questions that you get and your answer to it and You know, link to any assets you might have out there, like video or podcasts or whatever that goes in the depth and answers that that you can send to people. Um, That's where automation can help and be very save you time. Yeah, absolutely.
0: Well, it's been great being able to talk with you. I'm glad we were able to connect kind of like behind (laughs) the scenes. Uh, We had a a missed opportunity a month ago because I got sick. Yes. But uh, but glad we were able to make this happen. So how can people get a hold of you and be able to find out more?
1: They can go to my website, OrganizingGuru.com, and all of my social media links are on that website because I'm a few different things on different websites on different platforms. But if you go to OrganizingGuru.com, you can see everything I do. You can connect with me on social media. So yeah. Well, excellent. Well, thank you very much. Thank you.
0: Make sure to follow or subscribe to this podcast in your podcast player of choice so you don't miss an episode. If you have any questions or comments, or you want more productivity resources, visit crushingtheclock.com. I would love to hear from you. And I'll catch you on the next episode of Crushing the Clock.